Well, today I've got a uh, couple of thoughts out of Gideon. I was reading it and something just jumped off the page at me. And uh, so I want to share that and uh, just release some of the things that God's given to me about it. Um, Gideon, <clears throat> of course, many of us know him, but I want to just go over some of the things that were going on during that time. Um, the Israelites were being very, very oppressed by the Midianites because of sin, uh, because they weren't following God, but they were following the gods of the Amorites. And the Midianites would come in and they would, uh, during harvest time, they would come and take all the harvest. They, they would uh, destroy the plants. They would bring their camels and, and, and animals in to, and they would just eat the fields and step on the fields and crush the fields, damage the fields. And so the um, Israelites were very impoverished. They didn't have uh, the finances uh, that they that they should have from the income. Uh, they didn't have the food. Uh, they didn't even have security because whenever the Midianites felt like coming, they just came and the Israelites were stuck. And um, so Gideon was raised in this in the society where um, the Midianites were just really pressing down and and, and coming against them. And, and so I want to touch base, start with this uh, narrative out of Judges 11. <clears throat> Actually, Judges 10. Uh, God said, Also I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. And when we read on about Gideon, his father had an idol to Baal and an astropole that were their personal idols that the town actually worshipped. So Gideon was raised in this worship of the Amorite gods. And so in this process of being uh, God pressing, allowing the Amorites to press down on the people, we find in verse 11, it says, Now an angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Oprah, which belonged to Joash the Asbarite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide from the Midianites. And if any of us know about what, what threshing is, what that was is it was separating the the uh, the heavy grain from the light husks, and so what they would do is they would throw it up in the air, and the wind would blow the lighter particles, and then the heavier particles would settle down, so they would separate the wheat from the chaff that way, and there was so much oppression that Gideon and and it was normally done on a on a hilltop, a place where there was a lot of wind, but you would be able to see that. So Gideon hid himself even down in a valley in a wine press 
trying to separate the uh, chaff from the wheat, uh, threshing his wheat. And uh, so they were in, in a pretty bad state right there. And the, But the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. And God speaks to us in future tense many times. He's not necessarily going to tell us who we are at times he will, but he what he does is he spurs us on to what God has prepared for us. And the angel of the Lord said that uh, he was a mighty man of valor. And what I find interesting is that Gideon speaking to, at, at first, at this particular juncture in time, he was understanding him as a man. It, said, uh, it says in verse 13, Gideon said to him, O oh my Lord, or uh, Adonai, but it's used of as man in, at this part, if the Lord, Yahweh, the covenant, man, uh, covenant name of God, is with us, why then is all this happening to us? And so Gideon, in his spirit, he's worshiping other gods, and he's, but, but he's heard something. And when this man comes up, who is an angel of the Lord, he says, why is this happening? Why are we in this? Why am I in this wine press? I should be on the, on the top of a hill. We should be living in safety. Our God is, uh, this God, Yahweh, is, is supposed to be taking care of us. So what's the problem here? And uh, uh, Gideon was, was not a, he was very bold. And so he was not a sedate type of man. He was bold. He was in this man's face about about that. And then he asked, he goes, where are all his miracles, speaking of God, which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us out of, from Egypt? And Gideon has heard all the stories about uh, the, the plagues in Egypt, about crossing over the Red Sea, about uh, the uh, the Ten Commandments coming down about the uh, the defeat of the Eastern kings as the, as the Israelites came in, about the separation of the water as they crossed across uh, the the Jordan River, of of the walls of Jericho falling down. He's heard all these mighty stories about how God. This, this Yahweh, this, this specific God of Israel has done. And, and he's saying, where is he? Where are these miracles? Where, this God, where is he? Why isn't he doing what, what he said he would do? Or what, what actually Gideon thought he was supposed to do? And it says, but now... The Lord has forsaken us and delivered us up unto the hand of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours 
And this was a phrase that really caught me. I, I was like, what is, what, what do you mean, go in this might of yours? Um, you know, we're, we're wanting to build uh, the kingdom of God. We're wanting to build the mindsets of God. We're wanting to get, build the purposes of God within us. We're wanting to see, um, we want to go to the next level. So the question here is, and, and I believe this is a step to get us to the next level, because it says, to go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? And I look at that and I go, well, what is this might of yours? And, and for Gideon, this might of his was, even though he was worshiping other gods, even though his father had idols, and even though um, he was serving gods that of the Amorites, there was something in his spirit that God had placed in there. There was a seed of the stories. There was a seed of, of who... Uh, God made him to be and the purposes that God made for him there was that seed within Gideon and that seed within Gideon the understanding of who God was and that um, on the inside that that stirring to say there's something wrong with what is and what is supposed to be and 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 so Gideon had this um, might inside of him saying that this is who God is this is who Yahweh is this is who and 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 but it doesn't line up to where we're at right now and I want to speak to us about that might that would be within us that there are things that the Holy Spirit, which is inside of us, we know that we just know that there's something wrong. We know that, that, that things aren't right, aren't in order. Just like Gideon knew that it was out of order that he was threshing in a, uh, a wine press. And that was pretty obvious, but there are many things that are out of order in our lives or in our churches or in our ministries or in our uh, just just in our families that that God said in his word but we're not seeing it line up in the natural and as God said have I not sent you in this might in other words have I not sent you and put this desire in your heart to see that shift and change God's done the same thing for us. And, and we, we spoke about vision. We spoke about things where, where we're putting things in line and, and, and getting a vision where God would have us to go. But God is also putting in us a strength and a might and a tenacity to, to hold on and to see specific things in him that he's placed in us be fulfilled. I, I was just watching a, a, a Joyce Myers uh, thing on TV. And it's interesting because 
Joyce Myers is just strictly a teacher. We see supernatural stuff, and 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 we see Holy Ghost fall. We see the prophetic being released. We see healings being released. We see we see God's supernatural power being released, and and uh, sometimes we think that that's all there is, but there is. She's basically a teacher. You're not going to walk into one of her conferences necessarily and see a healing line and uh, see supernatural powers of, of healing manifest in that way. But as she teaches, there's super power, supernatural powers of, of healing manifested in people's hearts and minds and resetting the mindset. And, and so each one of us, there, there are teachers out there, there are uh, evangelists out there, there are pastors out there. Each one of us have got different calls in our life. Some of us are called to administrative things. Some of us are called to governmental things. Some of us are called to, to uh, um, uh, the, the poor and the needy. We, we all need to be doing each one of those, but some of us are more specifically called. So let's say in our heart, we see a need in, uh, in the Philippines. And we hear a need about about people who are who are being hurt or, or who are in need, and God pricks our heart, and and that pricking of our heart, He gives us a vision of what's supposed to be, as we see what is, and there when we see what is, we know there's something missing, we know there's something not right, and when we do that. God is giving us power to be able to bring a shift. He's, he's giving us power to bring might. It could be through prayer. It could be through finances. It could be us personally going there. But there is a tenacity that he's put within us and he's placed within us just as, mid, uh, just as God did for Gideon. And he's saying, go in this might of yours. And... So what I want to encourage us in is that is that God has sometimes we're searching for all kinds of things to go on and and uh, uh, God where where are we supposed to be at what are we supposed to be doing how are we supposed to be doing it and we have all these questions and we're seeking to grab a hold of the things of the Lord and um, and then there'll be a stirring within us. And we're looking for all these high and mighty things, but there's a stirring within us that we say, there's something out of order here. And that's God placing in us a might to be able to go out and bring deliverance to people. And so what is that thing that's stirring in your heart? What is that? Who are the people, when you look at them, you have compassion? Uh, I love that word, compassion. Uh because as we read in the New Testament about Jesus, oftentimes people were healed because of his compassion. There, there is a, a motivation of compassion that releases the presence and releases the glory and the power of God. And so as we see things that we have uh, uh, compassion on, it's not a warfare type of deal because sometimes uh, 
we'll see something wrong and we want to come and fight and, and, and just bring destruction. And that's not the kind of thing that, that it's talking about here. It's talking about a, 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 an empowerment of God to bring a shift. And so we're not, we're not out there to do battles against every... Well, the Bible says this, we're, we're not out there to do battles against flesh and blood. And, and many times that's what we end up, up doing and we see that uh, Christianity doesn't really impress people and doesn't, doesn't bring that change because we're, we're warring against things that are not the problem. The problem is the powers and principalities of darkness. The, the problem is the... the uh, the, the oppression of the people. The, the power is a, is a spiritual power and not necessarily the natural power. There are people that, that are oppressed or possessed and, and they're not really the problem. It's the oppression or possession that's the problem. And so when we have that compassion rises up and we say there's something wrong here, God releases a power and a glory. And my question uh, to every one of us is when that, when that is released, sometimes it's, it's a small thing. We'll drive through our town and, and uh, we see people walking around. There's homeless people all over. We see people with signs and stuff like that. And, and, but we don't necessarily give money to the people who've got signs saying I'm homeless. Uh, we have one guy who, who's been at the same corner homeless for over three years. And he's, you know, I, he's making pretty good money at that corner. And, um, I, you know, I don't want to support that, but I do want, as God gives compassion, we'll have, we'll have food coming home from, uh, uh, you know, picking up some food to bring home and eat. And we give that food away. Because God releases a compassion, we see a need, we see, we see that compassion, that might that is within us, that we say there's something out of order here and we can bring a shift. We'll, we'll give some food or we'll, we'll, we'll give some money or, you know, we pull over and, and uh, you know, give, give somebody, we don't give a lot but because we don't have that much, but we give a five, a 10, maybe even a 20 to somebody. And, um, just because that compassion is being raised up. And so it's in these small little things. Even the, there's compassion raised up when we see people sometimes and just say, you know, God loves you. God has good things for you. And so often that just even those few words will minister and people will cry and, and things like that. Because it's not the words that we say, but it's that compassion, that power and that might to bring a shift in the situation. So what I'd like us to do is, is really sit down and, and what are the big things that are really drawing our compassion or drawing our might or we're saying there's something out of order here. And even, so we've got the big things, but even the little day-to-day -day things. Uh, when is God moving on us and, and releasing us? And actually, it's interesting that, that it, says, it says the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours, which is that compassion and that moving. We know that, that there are things that are out of order that, that need to be reordered because God, it's out of God's order. And it says, so go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. In other words, you're going to be bringing a trans, transforming uh, 
thing going on here. And uh, it, it goes on to say, have I not sent you? And when, when God releases that compassion, just, just as in Gideon, it's, he's giving us might to do something and he's sending us. He's putting that, pricking our heart. He's pricking, pricking that. So let's go ahead and start really pressing in and, and, and asking God for opportunities. Let's focus on that and say, God, you know, what would you have me to do today? What are the things that, that are not kingdom-like that I can release your presence and it become more kingdom-like? Where are you sending me? I want to encourage us that that Jesus went to the pool of Bethesda and there were uh, hundreds of people there waiting to get healed and he went to one man and he healed that one man and left. Could Jesus have healed every one of those people? Yes. But it was that man that he was sent to heal. And that was what he did. And, and so often we see, you know, we would go into that pool of Bethesda and we'd go, oh, there's hundreds of people. I don't have time to do that. Well, God's not sending us to the hundreds of people. He's sending us to just that one. And so we don't have to fix everything. But what God's putting in our heart, we need to release that. And so... Let's uh, pray and ask the Father to, to just illuminate our eyes and our hearts. Lord, we ask that you would, you would touch us, that you would stir up those things, even in Gideon, even as you stirred up in Gideon the things of, of there's, there's something out of place, there's something not right. Lord, he was even a heathen. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't serving you. He was worshiping Baal and, and Astra. And, but he knew about you and he said, well, what about this God? There's something, he knew that there was something even out of place in his life. And, and so, Father, we ask that you would stir us up. Lord, give us an ear to hear. Give us a heart to, to respond. Lord, help us to step out and, and open up those doors. Send us to those places. We, we say, send us and give us the wisdom on on, on what you've called us to do and what you've called somebody else to do, that it's not our job, it's not our... But, but Lord, and we come against the lies of the enemy that say that we have to do everything and, and bring us guilt and condemnation because we didn't do what we thought we should do, but we did do what you said we should do. So, Father, we ask that you would give us discerning and understanding. Illuminate those that we need to touch. Illuminate the situations that we need to release your presence in. Lord, show us whether we need to pray, whether we need to uh, say something, whether we need to physically do something. Lord, what is it that you're calling us to do? And we hunger and thirst for your righteousness and your holiness. We ask that you would, you would fill us with your strength and your power and your might. Let us release your kingdom, your power, in your glory everywhere we go. We thank you, Lord, for that in Jesus' precious name. Amen.